it's the marketing company going, you know, this is the new hot shit. QR codes are what's in, you gotta get one. We can hook you up. Hey, hey, welcome to Smart AF. I'm your host, Tori Mathis. We have got a great show for you today, so let's get started. Hey guys, what's up? I'm your host, Tori Mathis, and I'm here with the one and only founder of Miles Through Time Automotive Museum, Sean Mathis. What's going on, guys? You know, I have been designing for clients for a really long time, and Sean has been, how long have you been working in the marketing agency? Since 2007, I've been VP. <laughs> Sean has been VP forever. <laughs> <laughs> However, the last, you know, like five years, four years, Sean's been working with me. And so he has now, you know, experienced some of the um, crazy things that clients ask for. You know my favorite, Sean? What's that? Make my logo bigger. Clients love their logo to be bigger. Can I tell you guys uh, something? Straight to the edge. Man, nobody gives a crap about your logo being bigger. They're not like, wow, that flyer, that logo's humongous. I am gonna choose them. They don't care about your logo. They care about what you are doing for them. In you fact, your logo should probably be one of the smallest things on the things you create. The tiniest thing. Like the biggest thing should be the solution that you give the clients and not the bigger logo. Yes. Yet since the very beginning, like it's one of the, it's one of the biggest things that, that people, clients ask for is make my logo bigger. You get that? Uh, I don't do the design part of it too much. Um, and yet I have still <laughs> been told to make the logo bigger on business cards. Meanwhile, there's no room to make it bigger um, without the logo like goes straight to the edge and then you got cut issues. And, that's know. crazy too because like things are like the most important thing for anything that you design is that it's legible. Like people have to read it. Young people, old people. And so making your logo bigger on something like your business cards is going to have to make everything else smaller, which makes it harder to read. Like again, the logo is not what is uh, making people make a decision. Well, and I've seen it. We talked on uh, the Facebook advertising episode. Um, saw some guy, business, that paid for an ad, and instead of using a really cool, intriguing photo, it's just a logo. That means nothing. <laughs> I mean, it, it blows my mind. Like, nobody cares about that. Mm. Now, I'm a little biased on the Miles Through Time logo because I think it's really cool. But again, if all I did was like, here's the logo with the wings and uh, I come visit the museum, like nobody cares. It's not showing them anything. Right. Whenever I design something for the museum, um, and it's hard because I, I really do like the, the logo as well. And so, and I can see that people like love their logo, but the important part is automotive museum because you see a big M, you don't know what the hell that is. Like the important part is automotive museum. Second most important part is 100 years of automotive history then the name, <laughs> you know, you got to pull them in first and a big ass M isn't pulling anybody in. Now we've got a, a t-shirt that's the big logo, but even this, look at the, the tiny little logo there. Like, <laughs> that one doesn't have a big one yet. <laughs> th this, this is the image. This, I mean, it's the 59 Cadillac. That's, that's what it's all about. 
Like, I don't do the gigantic Cadillac and then be like, put the logo even bigger above it. <laughs> like, it wouldn't look good. Yet, everybody wants to make their logo bigger. Yeah, you talked about, like, putting things to the edge. One of the, the second craziest things, and I get it all the time, is can you fill up that space? Can you put stuff right to the edge? And, like, that is one of the worst things that you can do for any type of design is to fill every single space up. Again, with legibility. Like, people need to be able to read things. And I don't know if it's, like, you feel like you're missing something or you need to put more on there. Like, you don't want to fill every single thing up. Uh, and another one is... So digital on social media posts, the image is one thing. The text that you want to say does not need to go on the, on the image. image. There is a section that you can post a picture, and then there's another section that you can put the text with it that, you know, then you can have the link to go wherever you want to. Um, but all that stuff that you want to say does not need to go on the image that then makes it difficult to read, uh, just uglies the photo a lot of times that like it, you're you're throwing the whole thing out when you do that a lot of times your photo is your star like that's the thing that's going to grab people you cover it up with a bunch of text that's hard to read anyway like you catch them with, catch them with the photo oh that's intriguing then the eye goes to the text because they want to know more about what it is they're seeing i know you get requests from one of our clients all the time for social media posts and they have like half a page of stuff and they want it all like <laughs> in the picture right yeah and it's all on the picture i don't do it yeah. um it just it and and some of that is that they don't understand um and they're 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 actually pretty cool about the whole thing really because awesome. I, I i don't do it it's just it's it's too much text um, and if we just make it a little simpler, I can utilize it in all kinds of different, we can put it on Instagram, Facebook, I can add the additional text. I, a lot of times then use that same image and put it on their website and the text that's needed to go with it goes next to it on the page that it goes on. And, and that, that thing that I created, is just a picture on the website. I mean, but if I, if I, put everything they wanted on that picture and then it doesn't even make sense to put it on the website it doesn't make sense on any social media pages i mean it's just it's a it's a waste of time really we but, see and it looks ugly yeah sean sean shows me all of these like i don't know what it is with car show people that again like the picture could totally be your star of the whole entire thing and then people want to put all of the details about the car show on top of the image Again, like the, one of the most important things when you're marketing, which if it's a car show and this is a flyer, that is marketing, is it has to be legible. You want people to be drawn in and then you want them to be able to read it. And you have to think about, again, the age of your customer. And for stuff like car shows and things like that, a lot of times it's older dudes. Like they can't read that. <laughs> like you gotta make, it, make things easy. Yeah, if it's hard for me to read, it's hard for re people to read. You know, it's funny, I was working out this morning and um, we have an app that has a whole bunch of workouts on and the girl that I'm, I'm working out with is also a designer and um, we ended up not doing the workout on the app and I take pictures of the workouts that we do that get written on like this whiteboard and uh, we ended up doing one on that and she's like, oh, well, send it to me and yeah, we'll, we'll do that one. She's like, I don't like working out from the app anyway. Why do they use that font? 
and it's light gray. <laughs> so we're laughing about like, we don't even want to use it because it's white background, light gray, really thin text. You can't make it bigger or anything like, it gets really hard to read. So if we're thinking that, like everybody else has got to be thinking that too. Like, so thinking of where your customers are when they're reading it is like super important for all of these things. I think I'm good at that like um, uh, user experience. You got to make sure that things are readable and they make sense. So that's got to take us to website design a little bit and text size and layout and screen size perhaps might make things look a little bit different depending on your screen size. Yeah, it's <laughs> I get these requests from so many clients. It's hilarious. Um, it's hilarious just because like so many people do them and you could tell that these people came from print. In print, you always want the text to look a specific way. You don't want certain words broke up. You don't want lines broke up. But when things are on a website and especially now that like everything is responsive, meaning like the size of like your website, you don't have a website for mobile and a website for the desktop, depending on what size a screen is, like it's made to adjust. And so it's automatically going to adjust the size of it and it's automatically gonna break those words up in another place. So if you put a hard return somewhere and then the text goes smaller, you might end up with like only one word or a half a word on one line and then a heart. And I know you've seen that place. It's like, it's super awkward. like. You got to be a little bit more flexible with uh, things that are on a website. Yeah, you're building a website that's going to fit on the smallest smart screen phones to tablets, and those come in multiple sizes to, you know, 13 inch screen laptops to 17. And then you start getting into like desktop those wide screen ones that people have. Like it's really amazing how the technology is that it can make it go to everything, but. It's a, it's a give and take on, yeah, on something. They're not pictures on the website <laughs> that are going to look the same. Uh, it's going to look different. Oh, my. And it, and it doesn't matter, really. <laughs> oh, thinking of of websites, like one of Sean's favorite requests to get from, from people is to put a QR code on the website. It's the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> you know what I a QR code is for, right? <laughs> to take you to a website. <laughs> Uh, it makes it like a link, like a link on a website. You click it and it goes to wherever that link is. Like you don't have to know what the whole long URL is. So a QR code is just a picture version of that link that phones like can just send you to. So It's a scannable picture version of it, meaning it is something that you would take a picture of with your phone to then take you to a website. Rather than having to say, you know, HTTP, blah, blah, blah. It just automatically takes you to the website. Well, and then even if it's on the website, like it can be anything then at that point, it doesn't have to be a QR code. It can be a button. It can be a picture of something. But it's sort. on the website, right? Like, it could be anything. <laughs> it does not need to be a QR code. Because no, that doesn't make any damn sense. Because you're not going to put your phone up to a, uh, a computer screen to pull up a... Yeah, it's very interesting. You know where else I... <laughs> We'll drive by places and there'll be a QR code out on a billboard. Holy shit, I've seen that. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. What is that? Oh, I don't know. Dude, I, maybe people don't understand what QR codes are. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the marketing <laughs> company going, you know, this is the new hot shit. QR codes are what's in. You got to get one. We can hook you up. Here's a QR code. And the, the customer that doesn't know 
It's like, okay, if that's what everyone's doing nowadays, go、mm. give me that QR code. Maybe people are just proud of their QR code, just like they're proud of their logo, and they're like, "Sir, you shouldn't put this、uh, um, QR code on the billboard." No, no. Put the QR code on the billboard and make my logo bigger. <laughs> QR code makes sense for printed materials.、Mm-hmm. Like you got a menu. Okay. It, yes, the menus. Right. Okay, that's like a really good time. Especially like, now, right? Right now, like restaurants don't want to give out menus because everybody's got cooties, and so you scan the QR code, and then it automatically takes you to the menu on. You know, you don't have to type in the website address or anything. It just automatically takes you to the menu. Now, and the phones are smart enough now. Like originally, when QR codes came out, you had to have a QR reader. So you had to download that app, and then that would read the QR code and then open up the website. Now the phones, you just go to your camera. It sees that there's a QR code there, and it's asks you, "How do you want to open it? What browser do you want to open it in?" And boom, there you are. Totally makes sense. It's there's a major purpose and use for QR codes when used correctly on a website. It's asinine. <laughs> Same with. Brochures, PDF versions of brochures that you would normally print have no business on a website because that is all the same content that is on your website. You don't need a PDF version of a brochure that you would have at some sort of other facility or, or at, at you know in your brick and mortar business to go and let people look like they're already online. Everything you need to show them is online. You can have a page that can be way more information than anything you could ever put into some sort of PDF. So why put it there? Like just, just tell them what you want them to see. PDFs, leave it for print, man. It's super funny.、Uh, and, and a lot of that is just that they don't understand.、Um, There's a lot. There's just an educational thing there that, and I'll tell them like that doesn't make any sense. The, the QR, like I literally got asked about. Putting a QR code on a website, and I told him no. That's stupid. <laughs> but I could have just done it and let him look like fools. But I, I, I there's why? Like they just they don't know, and it's easier to just tell them it doesn't make any sense. Some of these things, though, like it. Some things too, like some of the requests that we get, make our job a lot harder and take so much longer. I had this client that would send us just a. Boatload of pictures for their newsletter, for their blog, for everything, and there were so many. And they're like, use all of our pictures, and they always wanted like all their pictures used, no stock photography, all their own pictures. And so we would go through. I would design the magazine that we did a monthly magazine for them. I would design the magazine. I pick out the pictures, and then they would go through and be like, oh wait. Don't use that one, that one, that one, or this one. That person, nope. That, don't put that person in there. It would be so much easier if they would just send me the pictures they wanted to use. That would drive like, me absolutely nuts. It would be every single time too. So I would try, and it wasn't even like it was people in a certain pose or something. Sometimes it would just be like a certain person. So there was like never any way to like get ahead of that to try to yeah. But no matter what, even if I asked, like they always sent me all the pictures. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Clients make me laugh. It keeps my job really exciting. <laughs> oh, let's see.、Um, another thing that、oh, is crazy that happens all the time, and if you do this, you are driving your designer crazy. Is as is sending in changes one by one, one thing, and then another email. One thing. And then another email.、Um, 
probably best if you're gonna send changes to anybody for anything is to gather your changes together. You know, we talk about batching a lot. <laughs> Batch your changes and then send them to them all at one time and then wait until you get something back before you send a whole bunch more. And that includes if you're going to show it to anybody else to let them express their opinion on it, do it all at the same time. You know what the funniest one is, Sean? So, <laughs> so like I said, we've said this before, like I do the designing and then I get the process all set up and then I hand it over to Sean. So for business cards, Sean does all the business cards now. Like I've already designed them. So we have clients that we just print like business card after business card for all of their staff and you know for all of their people. And so when they have turnaround or people need new business cards, like Sean handles all of that from start to finish. And so Sean has a client that every single time he's like, you're not gonna believe this. They'll approve the business cards to go to print. So we will take them to print and print them and then they'll send Sean changes. Like you approve them and said they're ready to go. Never fails. Well, and then it's uh, also we've got this person. Can you do theirs? And so I do theirs. And then they'll do it again. And so instead of like giving me the, the three or four names all at once and then making sure everything's correct and then we send it to print, uh, it's just one. I mean, it's it's a sequence of like 15 emails to get it done. And now they've earned the right that like I don't send it straight to print. Because you know they're going to send you something I, else. I wait. Yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> some, I, I, I don't know what's going on on their end. So, I mean, th there's obviously a reason that happens. It's just... it. What happens is it creates a whole lot of back and forth emails. And the more back and forth there is, the more likelihood there is going to be some sort of mistake. And I don't want the mistake on my end. Um, so, I try to limit that as much as possible even when they'll send an email and then send another email connect like they replied to themselves before i've even replied the first time now you've got a chain of two emails that are back to back that are very easily missed yeah and that is that is a process thing there that if you keep sending more it's it's hard to like i always want to keep track of what people are sending so that everything gets done that they ask for and multiple emails before a chain or before another round of changes has gone through is a definite way that things just get missed i think that's part of it it's just we always try to like uh make sure clients understand the process and all that kind of stuff and but sometimes you know these things still happen and it it's I don't know. It, it's one of those things that like like everybody's kids like make the same mistakes and do the same little funny things like clients do. Like they, they all do the exact same thing. It definitely happens. Uh, another thing that like is super crazy is that people will ask people that have nothing to do, like aren't in their target market. Like my mom said that that color isn't right. Uh, oh, one of the funniest ones is that we designed a website the website was beautiful it like went with her colors like her color scheme was just all there and she said i talked to so and so and they said that the button shouldn't be red because red means stop that is true uh stop signs are red but so are sales tags red is not used because it means stop Red is used because it is a, you know, it's a flashy color that really gets your attention. So, I don't know. <laughs> that was always one of my favorite things. And we still joke about that. <laughs> that, that is the dumb, and, and the thing is, is like the, the, your, your actual customer, she didn't even care. But she let somebody else dictate 
this stupid thing that ultimately was delaying her website from going live, yeah. uh, which could be costing her money. Like she should have, you know, we talk about decisions on a, on another episode. Like she should have, it's done. It looks good. Move on. Like it, that kind of stuff doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, for the design process, that that is really a hard thing for anybody that designs anything is getting way too many people involved. Um, I think before a design project happens, like you should probably have like your key players and decide like to keep it a little bit small and just make sure that you know exactly who needs to be involved in the design process. We were just talking about like with decisions, like making a decision for like our kind of company, like we're nimble, we're small, we make quick decisions, we're able to do things on the fly, which I totally love. You deal with some corporate clients sometimes, I do too, and it's like they have to form a board in order to make a small decision to move anything forward. Like if you're a small business owner, getting so many people involved, it's like it ruins the whole point of you being a small business and having to have that flexibility and maneuverability and be able to move forward on projects and get that stuff out so that we can, you know, make some sales and move things forward. Don't you love that? My mom said this color. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Clients are fun. A lot of it too is that it's just, it, this isn't what they do. You know, they're focusing on whatever their business is. And so, I mean, it's, it's benefit of the doubt. Like I, I would rather them not have a clue and ask us to do stupid shit, but then listen to us when we tell them it's not, you know, relevant than to come off as experts themselves, in which case it's like, well, you do it yourself then. All of our clients are are awesome. And, and you know, we always want the best for our clients. I know it's really fun to laugh at some of this stuff. Like some of it is just an education thing and some of it is just stuff that, um, you know, we can giggle about to ourselves, like red means stop. <laughs> like, hmm, I think that's funny. <laughs> Uh, the important thing though is that you know you work with your designer and you work with your marketing people and hopefully the people that you work for are understanding and try to you know give you some you know some tips on design and how to do things a little bit easier or how to make the process a little bit better because you know that's what all of us want we want you to have really great marketing that shows how great you are that attracts your client and makes them want to buy from you because they know like and trust and love you and like that's what like we're here to do and so any of these like crazy things like we hear them over and over and over again just like you probably do in your business so if you like this episode we'd appreciate it if you would leave us a review and subscribe and if you want some really great tools to grow your business we have lots of great stuff on torymathis.com we have free tools we have free resources that you can use so go check it out and we'll see you on the next one if you want to get smart tools to build your business, go to be smart.com.